Crash in Welcome back to another episode of Fresh and Buds. I am your host, Tommy Fresh, and you are all my buds, and I hope everybody's having a great summer of fresh. Uh, it is a hot one here in the States, and I think in a, in a lot of parts of the, the Northern Hemisphere right now, we're having a heat wave. It is uh, currently, well, I was saying 97 now in, in New Jersey, and I am joined by someone who's also feeling the heat in Wonderful, 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 wonderful Ohio, Mr. Jordan Kennedy from the one and only Flesh and Pod podcast. How you doing, buddy? Uh, not too bad, man. That's the most enthusiastic I've ever heard you sound about <laughs> Ohio. So, well, you know, there's there's some Ohio hate coming, you know, down down the pipeline. Trust <laughs> me, <laughs> as is deserved. Yeah. Uh, how you doing, buddy? You doing well? Yeah, not too bad, man. Life's going really good. Uh, consuming a lot of Flesh and Blood content, doing a lot of other stuff. It's kind of a, a peak season for for my wife and i so we've kind of kind of doing well man nice to be here yeah no it's nice to have you now you know um before we get into it i should mention what brings this show to your ear holes uh the patreon you guys can check out the patreon for fresh and buds it helps me keep the mics hot and the lights on and uh i really appreciate it. it's not required obviously nothing behind a paywall here except for some weird uh, solo apps that I'll do on the Patreon and uh, they are weird and there's jazz playing behind them. So, uh, you know, if you want to see what that's all about, I, um, I would say go and check it out. But uh, we do have an episode to get to here. I'm joined by Jordan. You are one third of Flesh and Pod, a wonderful, wonderful podcast with uh, your wife, Abby, who is scheduled to be on the show next month. And uh, wonderful, wonderful Logan, who I spent uh, the weekend with in Vegas, and I plan on having him on. He doesn't know this yet. I, I had planned on having him on in September. Uh, I wanted to space you guys out one month at a time. Uh, but can you give us a little story of you before we get into Flesh and Pod and Flesh and Blood in general? Yeah, sure. I mean, uh, I've played TCGs my whole life. Uh, I'm a 90s kid, so like Pokemon was like the the craze kind of fell into that like every other like, you know, boy my age, I guess. Um, played that and then Yu-Gi-Oh! all the way through like middle school and uh, really didn't do anything else. Like I wasn't a sports guy. Like I wrestled in school and like was in band or whatever, but really kind of just like I was a gamer. Um stopped basically right around high school uh kind of got into some other stuff you know started like trying to go on dates and like do all that other kind of you know dumb stuff we do as kids that isn't playing cards and um waste a lot of time and then uh in college actually i got back into magic so i know that's the band word in your discord (laughs) i I, we're allowed to say it on the pod because you know we got to make some references here and there but yeah right yeah, sure, sure yeah yeah sure like yeah so the, i played the m word uh <laughs> all through i don't know if that's appropriate actually that i just said it that's all right um, <laughs> um yeah so i played magic uh and then when i i picked up my senior year of college i was in like this long-term relationship and uh she broke up with me and i didn't have anything else to do I started going to um, a local game store and was like, oh, I played this game in school or whatever. Let's try it out and got really into it. And um, 
that's how I met some of my best friends, and that kind of was the catalyst for like my TCG life, I guess. And was this all in the Ohio area? Yeah, so I've basically lived within 45 minutes of central Ohio my entire life, college, post-college, all that kind of stuff, grew up here, all that kind of stuff. So um, we're fortunate that we have a very competitive TCG scene in the Midwest Rust Belt area. Um, so I've gotten to play with a lot of good players, bump elbows with a lot of like um, good TCG minds, and that's been really good too, especially coming into like any new game like Flesh and Blood. Yeah, yeah. Now, you did mention, before we go into some more TCG stuff, you did mention uh, you were in band. Uh, I was also yeah. in band. Uh, what did you play? So I played Euphonium in concert band, and then I played baritone in, in marching band. Okay. I, uh, I loved it. It was my favorite part of high school. I learned a lot from it. I would like, if there was like a job that was suited for my skills, I guess, because I guess band director exists as a job. But if, <laughs> if there was like a job I would, uh, that I would do, I could do, I would definitely go do it. Uh, I loved it so much. Yeah. I mean, band, band was the best. I, I learned a lot in band myself and, you know, just, you know, it's always good to kind of have that kind of creative outlet sometimes. What now, did you play? Uh, I was on the drum line and I, I was would have guessed Tommy. I would have guessed. <laughs> I was on the drum line. Yeah. Cause you know, I was just like that kind of like uh, meathead, like uh bang things. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm, I'm painting my own picture of myself, but I, I was drum major my, my senior year, uh, which was kind of cool, but I went to a really small high school, 57 kids. I graduated oh, wow. with in my, you know, which is very rare in Jersey actually. Um, but yeah, you know, whatever school zoning, whatever we got screwed. But I'm not I'm not salty about it. No, <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I did want to talk about one of your interests that we share is cricket. Now, I, re I, yeah. I remember following you on, on Twitter before we really got to know each other. And I'm like, oh, this guy from Flesh and Blood keeps tweeting about cricket. And I love cricket. Uh, how did and, and it's, it's rare for uh, U.S. citizens in general to kind of get into to cricket um, how did that come about? Yeah. So I, I was over the pandemic, uh, it was being illegally streamed on Twitch and <laughs> it was just like in my recommended feed. And I was like, Oh, this game is baseball adjacent. And like baseball wasn't being played at the time. Cause you know, the, the, uh, the, 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 pan, the Pandorica and, um, <laughs> and I'm trying to keep your, your show's themes alive. They're so good. There's so many good ones. <laughs> Um, so there wasn't baseball on and I was watching it and I was like, oh, this is like as cool as baseball to me. And like when a wicket's taken, it's like super fascinating. And like the crowd, uh, well, I didn't get hooked in the crowd at the time, but the crowd now is like better than American sports crowds. Um, and kind of just watched a lot of it. And, uh, it was great. I, I couldn't imagine not having it part of my life now because it's such a good sport. Um, I instantly bought a hot star subscription. Cause it was like, you know what? Like I'm going to, uh, not stop illegally streaming this. And, uh, <laughs> if people that don't know, I guess hot star is like, uh, an Indian Netflix. Um, and it's the, I guess an Indian Hulu is probably more accurate cause they like live stream sports and things like mm -hmm. that. And so it's really funny cause the commercials they would play were like ads for their streaming services show. But like a lot of things in India, half of the commercial was in English and then half of it was in Hindi. And so the setup, the setup or the punchline would be in English, and then like the other part of it would be in Hindi. It's like, no, I need to know what the hell happened. Like, what is the joke? Like, so I'm trying to like phonetically type into Google Translate what the, the Hindi part was, and like that's not, I wasn't even close. So 
there's so many jokes that I need to know the setup or the punchline to that I'll never know. That's, I mean, that's hilarious. I, I've, I've watched a lot, uh, I guess, like, um, God, with the Willow, Willow TV is where, <laughs> where I watch a lot of my my cricket over time. And I should I should recommend cricket to any buds out there uh, that that come from uh, a country like the United States doesn't really watch a ton of cricket. Now, you know, we have some buds out there and like some great cricket watching countries like Australia, New Zealand, uh, England, yeah. um, and uh, maybe even some in the West Indies, I wonder. Uh, but, you know, it, it is to, to kind of put it out there, it, take baseball, right? And baseball is a great sport and there's a lot of strategy there, but it feels like there's like these little incremental advantages in cricket that kind of build over a long game. And it reminds me a lot of like a classic constructed flesh and blood game. Yes. Yes. In, in a way. Cause you're, you're like your, your attack and defense is, is so crucial. Um, and, and things leak through almost like these attacks in flesh and blood. And it's kind of cool. It's kind of like something I like to, to almost try to relate to, uh, the, the folks out there. Now, do you have any other non TCG interests? You know, it's funny when I, when I read your rundown, I, I was like, man, I'm boring. I don't think so. And so I called my wife. It was like, what do I like to do? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, but, hey, uh, we, we could pause this question. I can ask her when she comes. Hey, what's Jordan's non TCG? Jordan like to do? Yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, so the, the one of the biggest things is sports. Uh, I'm a big base baseball is probably my favorite sport. Um, conversely, my favorite sport team is like the Cleveland Browns. Um, which is a little hard to be a fan right now for a bunch sure. of reasons, but like um, I like football and baseball a lot and being in Columbus, I'm in a weird cross market where everybody North of me is a Cleveland fan and everyone South of me is a Cincinnati fan. So we fight all the time in Columbus because we're all mixed together. Um, I play a little bit of chess, um, like recreationally, not any good or anything, but I do like spend some time uh, trying to study that a little bit. Um, and then I like uh, MMORPGs a lot, um, okay. like World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, played those on a hardcore level for a number of years and still keep up with the scene and stuff. So all gaming related, I guess, in some way, I think something you can be a fan of, um, especially like in the in the sports world, you know, it's and, and then fab like following fab players. So that's kind of a little bit of everything, I guess. I say, you know, funny that you mentioned that. I guess I should call out right now that I mean, we we have the Pro Tour Leal fantasy draft coming up that we will both be a part of, and yeah, um, uh, that's very exciting. Can you tell us a little bit about that? I kind of waited to to tell the folks on the pod about it until you were on. Oh shoot! Yeah, thank you. Um, so we are going to be drafting. I think there are nine of us are going to be drafting um, fantasy teams based on participants at Pro Tour Leal. So if you're not like a fantasy sports player, basically what's going to happen is we're going to pick players that we're going to like follow. And for every match point that that player scores in the tournament, your team will get a match point. Um, and whoever has the mass, most match points at the end of the tournament will win like the fantasy draft. And so the cool thing for like community members that they can do is they can sign up to be assigned to like a back uh, to, to back a, a content creator. And if their content creator wins, they'll win prizes and promos and stuff supplied by like the losing content creators. And so it's kind of a fun, like 
twist on like a classic sports thing. Uh, it gets people some some promos and prizes they wouldn't otherwise have, and it's a fun way to trash talk each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean the we have a little Discord chat of all the people participating. It's gotten a little like hot and heavy in there. Not, a that's little for testy. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, I mean, I know, I know, Logan. He he desperately wants to destroy us all. I mean, we all want to destroy each other, but I feel like Logan extra wants to destroy us all. Oh yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> if, if Logan wins, you will hear about this ten years after Flesh and Blood has stopped being a game. So <laughs> it will be a permanent uh segment on your podcast where it's like logan just like it's a boast about winning the pro tour leal uh fantasy, fantasy draft. draft it's like 2034 it's like grandpa <laughs> that's not how it works anymore <laughs> <laughs> so we talked about logan and now logan gave me a uh kind of lowdown on how he met you but what was it for your side of things uh i was getting absolutely clowned by one of his buddies at a uh magic tournament um in columbus and they uh so they're all from iowa and they had all traveled for this big invitational tournament and i mean i am getting destroyed by this guy and um but because logan is a chattable guy and all his friends are likewise very chatty up we're kind of just chatting the whole time about how ridiculous it is i'm getting beat this bad <laughs> and um we kind of just stayed friends after that, honestly. I think that was that was really it. Yeah, I just kind of stayed in touch and was like, "Hey, you're not bad at me on Facebook." And um, even after I like deleted like every social media but Twitter, I managed to stay in touch with him and like um, kind of stayed through that. So when we started playing Flesh and Blood, I saw him tweet about it, and I was like, "Is that the game that I started playing?" And so I was <laughs> like, "Wait, do you play Fab?" And he was like, "Yeah, do you play Fab?" And he was in SCG Cincinnati or a, a call in Cincinnati um, right that was right after I started playing. So we got to meet there and like chat. And then that's where like Flush and Pod was born was like, hey, we both like this game. We both like the sound of our own voice. We should like, we should do that. And uh, that's kind of where FAP took off. I do, I do got to point out that the wonderful thing about Logan is, and you kind of touched on it there that, you you have no choice but to be friends with him because you know he is going to be you know he's gonna chat you up he's gonna be super friendly and it's like you don't have a choice you, you're my friend now and I, I love that about Logan it's like uh, you know just chat like I got to spend that whole weekend with him in in Vegas and I was like oh man this guy he's just just infectious uh, oh my now- gosh man just strangers too it's crazy. <laughs> yeah like people off the street he's just like hey this guy's hanging out with us now and you're like what and then that guy's like your best friend all of a sudden you're like what the hell <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean he's so great now i do want to talk about uh, your other co-host uh your wife yeah uh, this is a you know a not rare thing but um interesting kind of dynamic you have abby on there she seems to be the glue right the glue for your podcast keeps you guys on track and yeah for sure and I remember when I came on for the the round table, uh, you know, she was sadly missed, but you did a good job of, of keeping us all. You did a good Abby impression and kept us all like on Thanks. track. Now, uh, How did you and Abby come to be? Yeah, so we actually met uh, on Tinder, um, which at the time was unique. I th- uh, p- kids meet online all the time now. Uh, I think that's like the de facto place to meet your partner these days. But at the time, it was really unique. Um, we... Nobody, nobody is unclear about what the purpose of Tinder is. That's that's how every relationship on Tinder started. Was we just met and uh, kind of she never left, and um, <laughs> we just kind of, <laughs> kind of just kept hanging out. I, I mean, I, I, I mean, 
I've, I've been there, right? They just, hey, don't leave. You know, my, la- my lady right now, she just kind of came in the picture and hasn't left, despite <laughs> many, many things. Um, right, right. Uh, the fun fact about Abby, and uh, you have to ask her about this when, when you have her on next month, is that she was like a complete normie before we met. Um, she was like popular in school and like didn't talk to nerds. Like <laughs> her brother's into Warhammer and that's about it. Um like I mean, she was pretty like, what nerdy. Is this? Yeah, that is pretty nerdy. Yeah, yeah, you need like a ruler to play. Like, get the hell out of here. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you need to be an architect. Um, but uh, so she came to a magic tournament with me because it was in a good location. She just wanted to like go to the city. Um, and we met a friend there that had qualified for a magic pro tour, but was going to defer the invite because it was a bad format for him and he wasn't comfortable. The location was to Honolulu. Uh, that he was deferring the invite to, and Abby could not fathom why somebody would turn down free flight and hotel to Honolulu. And, like, this was, like, her introduction to the culture. It's like, yeah, we're losers. Like, the EV that this guy is gaining is way less than a flight to Honolulu, Hawaii. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I gotta say, I'm I'm on Abby's team for that one. But, oh, <laughs> God, that's, that's, that's hilarious. Now... You guys have a great podcast, and uh, you know, I, I love I love listening to you guys because it is you guys really have a nice niche in the. Well, not, it's weird to call it a market. You have a nice niche in the podcast realm, right? I know you guys, what you mean, yeah, yeah. In the in the the flesh and blood podcast realm, it's very you know you guys like current events, and it's just like, but it's also kind of just like, hey, we're gonna just chat, and, I, and that's like sometimes the best kind of podcasting, I think. And, and it, it's, it's not, you know, like we're getting heavy into the books or anything like that. And it's, it's, it's very welcoming and, and open. And I, and I think that's an awesome way to be now. Are you an avid podcast listener, you know, outside of that? Because I know Logan said, it's like, I, he said that you was like, let's do a podcast. And, you know, I think, you know, in my experience that you have to be somewhat of a podcast fan to want to do one. Wait, did Logan say he said make a podcast or did I make a podcast? Or no, that you said that you want to make a podcast. Oh no, so that's that's not how I remember. I remember oh. Logan saying we should make okay. a podcast. That's interesting. I'll have to I'll have to get on him about that. That's interesting. Um <laughs> but I am a podcast guy. Um I I am a very we talked about this a little bit before the show that I am a true podcast guy. I want it audio, I want it on an app. Oh, these yeah. kids these days with their like YouTube and having to see the person. <laughs> Like I feel like such an old man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we we're both a little get off our lawn about it, but that's okay. You know, we we still upload our podcast to YouTube. You guys can watch the blank screen. Grudgingly, if you want. by yeah. the way. <laughs> Every time I fire up DaVinci Resolve, I get a little sad. You know, um, <laughs> yeah. but no. Um, yeah. So we we did decide to start the podcast because we like I said we both like talking. I like podcasts. Um, I'm very streaky with them. Uh, there are shows that I'll listen to every episode of for like six months and then like forget that that show exists. Oh, wow. Um, same thing with like any any story podcast, like Adventure Zone is a big one for like D&D or like um, there was one about some lady that accidentally discovered time travel that I really liked. Oh, and it was like cool. a uh, I'll have to find the name for you. It was really cool. Um, but I listened to like 80 percent of that in like four days and then was like. Oh, uh, I don't know what the ending is. Never, never finished it. Uh, Cause I'm just really <laughs> streaky. And I think that's how I am with my podcast too, where there's days that I wake up or weeks that I wake up and I'm like, 
we're gonna like make flesh and pot a media empire you know <laughs> there's days of like ah, who wants to record today i don't you know so um <laughs> i think that's my personality a lot but i do love podcasts man they're such a good storytelling mechanism Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the radio, but it's stuff that you want to listen to and you can skip the commercials. Yeah. You know, curated um, radio is a great way to put it actually. Yeah. It's better than Sirius XM. Uh, you know, but you know, <laughs> I, I love it. You know, I, I love podcasts. Yeah, me too. I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I get you on the, there's some that I, I listen to for a long time and then I stop. you know, there's a couple of magic ones that I unfortunately had to stop listening to because I just don't play the game anymore. You know, one was limited resources. That one was a that was a big one for me, and 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 uh, now I don't play the game, which is almost that show a little was sad. so good. Yeah, I mean Marshall Sutcliffe. I mean, I I would love to just talk his ear off about just how he built that. You know, and it, it, he's just wonderful. But um, his I show was, name was Ars Paradoxica, by the way. R, ooh, that sounds awesome. A R S Paradoxica. And basically this lady, she accidentally invents time travel while working on like a project and gets transported back to like 1940s, pre-war, pre pre-US involvement in World War II. And she's from like 2010. Uh, so awesome. like it's it's fascinating. It's it's so good. And like there, there's a certain point where I just like for whatever reason, I don't know if like a work schedule changed or whatever that I stopped listening to it. But I, I just added it back to my podcast feed because... I need to get back into it. <laughs> well, I'm glad. Sorry to, to cut you off. No, just, no, you're good. Name, I'm yeah. glad to get you back on it. That sounds amazing. I'm gonna have to listen to it as well. Now, uh, bef- how long before the inception of FAP, Flesh and Pod, uh, were when did Flesh and Blood come into your life? Uh, so the the running joke on Flesh and Pod, uh, yeah, unfortunate acronym for uh what's a good what's a good uh a good show name uh unfortunate acronym or fortunate depending on how you look at it yeah, um you know yeah. that's rewarding um, <laughs> right, right. brand recognition at the very least i guess um the running joke on the show is that i started playing back like in the before four times like uh when moses came down from mount sinai with the tablets it was actually the rules to flesh and pod or flesh and blood um, and the reason for that is, is when we first started the show, I, I incorrectly guessed that I had been playing for like six months and some of my friends in real life that were listening were like, dude, you've been playing for like five weeks. And I was <laughs> like, what? <laughs> so we started playing right before Tales of Aria got released. And I don't know why it might just be because of how good the game is or how much I was playing early that it really just felt like I'd been in it for forever. And so, like, but but Tales of, right before Tales of Aria, Abby and I bought some Monarch boxes and some Monarch Blitz decks, and like, got really into it. So not very long. Um, and then Logan and I started the podcast in December of last year. So like, maybe two months, you know, um, kind of jumped right in. Which is now that I think about it, a very fast timetable. But yeah, yeah. Now I mean, I gotta say that I can I can understand that it would feel like six months because I <laughs> I started playing probably about a year ago, around this time, right? And messing around with those Blitz decks feels like like two years ago, right? Those Blitz yeah. decks that I picked up, which is like, it's, it's bizarre. I mean, there's so much that happened in this first year of, of, of like major flesh and blood um, explosions, I guess would be a good way to say. Now, what are your aspirations for the game? Are you competitive? You know, or or you're a little more on the casual side, and you know, and if not, what is your 
aspiration kind of yeah you know it's funny i struggle with this question a lot because um i am a competitive minded person uh the term logan and i use a lot is a competitive hobbyist um in that like when i play a game i desperately want to win i despise losing more than anything else in the world Uh, my favorite movie is in the world is moneyball by the way fun fact about me and so i build way too many life quotes from that movie (laughs) where like um you know, like uh, I hate losing more than I like winning and there's a difference and that's very true. And that's, but that's very toxic. Like that's not good mental health, you know? Um, <laughs> and like, if you don't win the last game of the season, nobody gives a shit. And like, I feel that about flesh and blood tournaments. Like my goal when I play one is to go undefeated and win the tournament. Um, because like my goal round one is to win. My goal round two is to win. My goal round three is to win. So why not just be 15 and zero and be a pro tour <laughs> champion, you know? <laughs> um, and that's that's not really realistic a but b like i also struggle greatly with like time management mm-hmm. um and that like uh i don't put in the time to test or like focus on the game the need the way that it needs to be um so like i approach this game very competitively but like i also don't at the same time with like my practice um with like my action or time management um and that's more of like a that's more of a symptom of a greater thing of just being bad at time managing and focusing mm-hmm. on goals. But like, so yeah, to, to directly answer your question, yes, I'm competitive. Um, but with the time that I currently invest in it, my main goals are like making sure flesh and pot is, you know, is growing, um, doing things with like Abby and Logan and like the local community here and making sure that we're growing the game because growing the game is good for everybody. It's good for content creators. It's good for casual players. It's good for podcasts. Like it's good just, for the world that we have cool, vibrant communities that are safe. Right. So, um, yeah, it's a really long way about your question. Uh, <laughs> oh, no, but, that's a great answer. You uh, know, it's and I'm glad... the loop when I was reading earlier. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this is, you know, I think I'm kind of in a similar way. I understand that kind of like, one want to who doesn't want to win, right? We want to win, right. but the time management is tough because, uh, you know, outside of real life, you know, we are also content creators like and, you know, content creation is a a um, a time consuming thing. And sometimes like if 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 I sometimes I know I have to choose between doing something for the podcast or playing a few games of flesh and blood. And sometimes I get to do the podcast because, you know, it's more important to me that the you know, it gets out there. But, you know, that does bring me to like how how you think content creators in this game are at this point right because i remember in the early stages of like or i guess the late uh 2021 we had a huge boom of content creators uh myself um you guys you know a lot of great flake came into the scene we have this like this great core um content creation um community um how do you feel about the the state of it now in 2022 as, as the game is like bigger than we probably could have ever imagined when we picked up Monarch? Oh my God. Yeah. Like that, that part's so true. Like you and I are both, you know, we're not, we're not babies uh, in this, in this space, right? Like cards, so many card games come and go anymore. And I could not have thought that flesh and blood was going to be around because most of the games I picked up were good for maybe six months and then they stopped getting supported and like, you know, sweet. And I kind of thought Flesh and Blood was going to be the same thing. Um, I didn't think Flesh and Bob would still be going. Um, <laughs> that's for sure. Um, you know, I think we have a lot of good people that care a lot about um, uh, 
like the community and growing it. You have guys like Flake that make a very good point when they say like when someone new joins Flesh and Blood and like wants to learn about the game, they don't go to fabtcg.com, right? Mm -hmm. They go to their podcast player, they go to YouTube, they type in Flesh and Blood podcast or Flesh and Blood deck lists or whatever. And shows like Fresh and Buds come up, shows like Arsenal Pass, Flesh and Pod, like these all come up. We hear all the time that someone said, hey, I typed Flesh and Blood into YouTube and Flesh and Pod was one of the first things that came up. And like, that's awesome, right? Like, so we are like the gateway for a lot of people. Um, my my hot top, my hot take that we talked <laughs> about briefly before the show um, is that like, I wish though that content creators would like shut up about being content creators. <laughs> um, yeah. And it sucks because I have a lot of friends that are content creators. Like you and I are friends because of the content creation space. And like yeah. most of the people that I interact with aren't like the problem, but like. Um, it's imagine if you like read a news article about a journalist who was just telling you that it was cool that she was a journalist and you'd be like, what the hell am I reading this? <laughs> How does this help me? You know, um, like, you, you know, like the journal journalists learn, you should never make yourself the story. And unfortunately a lot of content creation, not just in flesh and blood, by the mm -hmm. way, this is like a, a like re the react meta of like the internet now, right. Yeah. It's like the person is the story, not like anything, tangible and maybe that's just like old man yells at cloud like we talked about of like yeah. i just need to get over what people like and deal with it um but i would like to see like content creators like return to like not loving themselves so much about like the work they're doing and just do the work mm -hmm. um because because when i started so i started doing youtube videos for starcraft 2 in college and I did it for a small subreddit called cast it where people could upload their replays and like people that had aspirations to be like a caster could like post like a, a YouTube overlay of like them commentating this game. And like 10 people watched your videos, but like it mattered, right? You were doing something tangible for people. Mm -hmm. And like, so con the word content creator in my head is not this like glamorous thing. It's like a guy making a walk a walkthrough for an obscure indie game you know and like now it's like oh you're a content creator that's really cool i want to be one too and it's like well i don't know man like being something for the sake of being something isn't like very exciting to me um yeah and so i, I feel like one of the things a lot of people do is they see a new game and they see it as like an opportunity to like make their name as opposed to like make something for the community mm -hmm. um like to to like use their time and effort to better the game or better the community and they think about how it can benefit themselves and maybe that's more of like my my gripe is like selfishness or whatever but my my hot take tweetable thing is i wish content creators would shut up about being content creators yeah uh, I, I would i would say i agree for the for, for the most part i think that it's it's tough right you know and i guess like something i could use personally for um fresh and buds right tommy fresh you know my my twitter account's fresh and buds right i have to th i think about that every time i tweet something is this something that is personal to me or is this something that i want the community to associate with my podcast and what i'm doing and what it's doing for the game and i think that's a kind of like an important thing and i think that can be blended sometimes and and you know what sure. you, you have to you kind of you, you toe the line i think towing the line is very very um tough <laughs> yeah because yeah. because you do have to be a personality right you can't no, you yeah can't... people want to tune in to tommy fresh right like 
You can't yeah. just be this guy that like mononymically reads your show notes to me and then like <laughs> expect people to give a shit, right? Like, so that is so hard, it right? Is. On how do you be somebody that people want to watch, but also gives them value. And yeah. like that, I struggle with that a lot. And like, I'm sure somebody could go into my Twitter feed and like see me like be proud of like where I'm at with like different projects and be like, see Jordan, you're a hypocrite. I'm like, probably, right? <laughs> That's why well, I'm a little nervous about it, you know, about having that take. I think it does change a little because, you know, you look at your Twitter feed, you, it is your personal account. This, True. you know, I, I'm using my, my, the, the podcast Twitter feed as kind of like an example, but you know, cause I don't have like a Tommy fresh. I, uh, you don't? A, okay. I account. never knew if you did or not. Okay. I, I have like a personal one that I don't even use anymore since I started fresh and sure. buds, but like, cause I'm just interested in whatever's going in flesh and blood now. Like I, I think, you know, yeah, it's it's so hard to like figure out how to be a personality that people want to tune into, but also not make it all about yourself. I think because this is in the end of the day, this is a flesh and blood podcast. You know, I this is that's that's the reason we're here. Is we love this game, and and, and right. I think sometimes I can get convoluted. So I, I agree with what you're saying, and you know, you know, and I want the the buds out there to know. If you're a content creator, um, Jordan's going to kill you. No, <laughs> no I'm kidding. <laughs> well, and so the, you're right because there are so many cool people that play those games, which is why like shows like yours are like super valuable. Because like I want to know about, like I want to know about Sin, right? I want to know about like I, I'm excited for people to get to know Abby a little bit when like she's on here next month, right? Like those are really valuable conversations to have. Um, and fortunately, I do think Flesh and Blood is actually much better off than like a lot of other communities with like you know, like, uh, with, about the personality being the content, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but, but no, yeah, if you're a content creator, um, I will find you and, uh, and, 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 and uh, so I am so scared. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. I, I agree a hundred percent. Uh, me and Jordan, uh, will be hunting as a duo for content creators. Uh, <laughs> you better watch out now. Uh, this brings me to a, uh, one of my favorite, parts of the podcast the fresh faves this is where i ask you about a few of your favorites in flesh and blood and you answer them um however you choose and and we're gonna do it right now first right. who is your favorite hero oh man bravo star of the show really Hit me yeah cancel me oh my yeah. god what the yeah. oh, right, podcast <laughs> over oh. <laughs> i loved playing that hero i had so much fun with it like double juice in an oak and old is like better than sex. I don't care. It just is. I, I mean, okay, this is this is a safe zone, and and you are entitled to that opinion. You, you know, uh, I get it. I get it. When you're when you feel that that lightning, you know, and you're feeling that power, I can understand oh my God, why yeah. someone would like it. You know, it, it's it's nice wow. to know that no matter what your opponent does, it does not matter. <laughs> like, oh my God, yeah. You can leave. Like, hey, sir, you can leave. Uh, I don't need you for this. <laughs> you, I, I, I can't wait for when the living legend format comes out and you're like jamming, oh bro. I mean, at that point, you might not even be good, but you know, oh man, jeez. <laughs> Who wants to test against Bravo? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jeez, oh man. Well, all right. Who? What is your favorite weapon? Uh, Rosetta Thorn. 
Jeez, um, man, what are you doing? Like all these like <laughs> cards that shouldn't even exist. <laughs> all the broken bad cards. Yeah. That, yeah. Uh, I like how easy it is to turn on. Okay. Duh. All and right. then, but I do think it operates on like a really interesting axis. Like I think arcane damage is really good. Like mm-hmm. a really good mechanic as opposed to something like spectra that I think is like a garbage mechanic. Right. Yeah. Um, like, but Arcane, I think, operates on a very interesting axis, and, like, Rosetta Thorn is, like, the epitome of that. Maybe Nebula Blade. Is Nebula Blade the one that, like, or Mystic Scythe? What's uh, the one that attacks you for, like, pings you for one when it attacks? I think uh, it's Mystic Scythe. The Dread, Dread Scythe. Dread Scythe. Dread Scythe. Yeah, Dread yeah. Scythe. Yeah. Yeah, that maybe Okay, maybe I can capitulate down to that being my favorite weapon. Uh, uh, I mean, that one sucks, so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right, right. Like, I want the, imagine if I could play Rosetta Thorn and Bravo. Like, oh my god, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure they're gonna like errata it to be like just <laughs> elemental they have no weapon. Idea what they're doing. <laughs> there's like, oh yeah, yeah. No, you wanted it to be elemental, not Runeblade. Well, yeah, okay, it's just elemental now, and, and Starvo can run it. Um, Blink and Rosetta Thornia. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, favorite equipment? Oh, is it going to be Carrion Husk? I mean, I would agree with that one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, it's actually Scabskin Leathers, so I do have a fun casual. Oh, one. nice. Hell yeah. Yeah. I love Rolling Bones, man. Yeah, I am yeah. a gambler at heart, and, like, we will talk about that, but, like, <laughs> I I love it in the fact that, like, when I'm playing Reinar, the best decision a lot of time is just, like, hey, let's roll bones real quick and see where we end up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, do, I do love some Scabby Skins. Now, what is your favorite non-hero, non-weapon, non-equipment card? Your run-of-the-mill cards, non-attack actions, actions, and or attack actions and instants. Uh, become the Arknight. Become the Arknight. Okay, yeah. why is that? I think that card is so incredibly skill intensive. Mm. Um, it reminds me a lot of uh, just to draw a comparison. This won't mean anybody that hasn't played the game, but brainstorm from Magic, and that you have so many decisions from the moment you cast the card. What am I discarding? What am I tutoring up? What does the rest of my turn look like? Am I getting a card to like pitch? Am I getting a card to play? Most of the time, yeah. What am I discarding? How does that interact with my how does that interact with like my game playing going forward? I think there are so many decisions that like when I have to become the Arc Knight in my hand, I instantly feel dumber because like my brain slows <laughs> down and it's like, wait, we have to process a lot more decisions now. And I and I love that. I love I love that part. It's funny, you know, it is definitely skill intensive, just like the hero you chose, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> uh, you don't have to cast cards like Become the Arc Knight if you just have all three elements in an Okanol. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you are uh, correct. That is that is for sure. Now, that was a fresh vape. Thank you so much, Jordan, for participating. We're going to get to some listener questions. Are you ready for them? Yeah, let's go. First one comes from a... Nice little Canadian named Matt DeMarco, a.k.a. Flake, who asks, what is the most sure thing bet you've made that you've ultimately lost? Oh, man. So I don't actually I love gambling, but I don't bet on like traditional things that make sense. Uh, So I'm really degenerate in that like I gamble on like friends' credit scores like whether someone will trip walking up the stairs at a baseball game. Like if I ask that guy, how old he is, do you think he'll answer? If so, what do you think his age is over under like nonsense, like pure nonsense. <laughs> you like, you know, prop like bets. 
Yeah, just random prop bets on life, man. Like I had a buddy that we went to a Reds game and like was like, hey, I bet you $100 that someone will trip falling up the stairs in this game. And he was like, absolutely, that's such a narrow thing for sure. When this lady tripped falling up the stairs, I was celebrating this woman's demise. <laughs> like, <laughs> I felt so bad. Dude, like, I love oh that. God. I mean, uh, God, I told her what happened and she didn't care because like I'm just like, this guy in the moment like trying to explain why I'm happy she <laughs> fell and she's trying to get off the grid. It's completely inappropriate, but like I made a hundred bucks, so like she's fine. You know? Yeah, yeah. I um, would have slipped her a five at least, you know. Hey, you well yeah, like water here. Maybe I should have done that. Yeah, like, hey, like, hey, thanks for doing me a solid here. Um <laughs> But the probably the most sure thing was is I, I bought my um I bought a box of uprising actually. And my wife and I were like cracking them in um, my brother-in-law's house. He lives up in Toledo, Ohio. Mm -hmm. um, and he has a two year old and she is a menace. She's a cute menace, but a menace all the <laughs> same. And so she had picked up all of the commons and rares that like we didn't want or care about and put them in a bucket. It was just emptying the bucket out, putting all the cards back in the bucket, emptying the bucket out. So I call Logan and I say, Hey, I bet you $5 that this kid empties this bucket three more times. And he's like, I will take the over at, I'll take the under at two and a half times. And I was like, all right, deal. Because of course this child has done it 10 times. She's going to do it 10 more. <laughs> no, she stopped. Uh... She did it one more time and it stopped. It was just like done. She was like, all right, all done. And I was like, you don't want to play anymore. You don't want to just like, you know, so this is the kind of things I bet on. That is probably the most sure thing that I've ever lost though. Was this child just like making a mess and then stopping making a mess when it cost her uncle money? So. Now, I mean that is that is hilarious because that shows the absolute <laughs> like RNG of children, right? Just oh, like right? <laughs> just like you know whatever scab skins like every single day, you know it's like. <laughs> yeah, I'm but, actually done playing with the cards, Uncle Jordan. Like, you sure? Because like. <laughs> You can keep playing with them, like you know. <laughs> Pop the gamblers gloves, damn it! You know. <laughs> uh, next one comes from Greg Darth Prentice, who this one has some ex explaining to do. He said, "Who hurt you as a young child that led you to dislike mac and cheese on pizza?" Now, I guess the back story to this was, I guess Dagan had a uh, picture of a mac and cheese pizza, and on your Discord. Uh, Abby said that that's an abomination uh, unto God or something like that. And those were yep. your words. Um, yes. Now, I will preface this question where I am going to lean towards agreeing with you. Why? Okay. Why don't why do you dislike mac and cheese on pizza? Um. So I don't know. Have you ever heard of a place called CC's Pizza? Mm -hmm. You guys have one of those? OK. Yeah. If for people that don't know, they're like a buffet pizza place and they're terrible. Um, and as a kid, my dad and I traveled somewhere. I, I say as a kid, I was probably like 18 or 19 <laughs> traveled somewhere. And yeah, like, like I'm, a, I'm an adult at this point. I'm responsible for my actions in the story. Um, we traveled somewhere and we ate at a CC's cause we were familiar with it. And like they had like a Mac and cheese pizza and I ate it. And like, then we were violently ill. For the next like two weeks, both of us food poisoning, so sick, out of commission, like could not handle. Like we got sick on the plane on the way back, and we're just miserable the rest of the time. And so ever since then, I a don't eat at CC's anymore, even if they're if they're even still ex in existence. I've seen. Them. Or b like eat like weird pizza that isn't just like 
good pie you know like i i'm all about exploring with food i love pineapple on pizza i like different stuff on my pizzas but man this was an an abomination uh this this mac and cheese pizza well i will say that my answer for this is not uh, I, I did not get violently ill having uh mac and cheese pizza <laughs> however i think it's just a little bit too much i think mac and cheese is either amazing or like not good I think sure. oh, that definitely. Yeah, the ceiling is is very high, but it is also very very low, and um, yeah, I'm also very traditional when it comes to pizza. But I do like some some funky stuff on there. Uh, no pineapple though. I will say that. That's um, fair. I can respect that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, so Dagan was advocating for corn as well, and that's just oh straight God. to jail. Straight Ooh. to jail. Where, where's Dagan from? Uh, Iowa. So that's uh, all they have uh, out there, there actually. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I don't know what's going on <laughs> out there. <laughs> Somehow important in elections, and that's it. And uh... that's it's some, and why we keep giving them that importance is beyond me. <laughs> they choose wrong a lot. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, next comes from No Dice, who uh, I do believe came over from your, your guys' um, uh, Discord. And oh, right uh, up. He came in. He was hanging out in the in the the buds chat, the Discord. This, these are all coming from the Discord. If anybody ever wants to join, it's um, free. There's no paywall. You can hop in. Uh, it's in the the show notes. Um, now he asks if you had to play a hero without knowing what they did. So I guess like kind of looking at them like aesthetically, um, kind of maybe knowing what class they are. And this is like before you even play the game. Which would it be and why? Uh, so I can answer pretty honestly that. Oldham was very early a hero that I was drawn to because of the aesthetic. This big tanky dude, um, Father Winter type of deal. Um, I was I'm also into like the aesthetics of Kano and Viserai, and that like the me like I play a spellcaster and like uh, in Dungeons and Dragons is like my favorite class. Um, and then like Viserai is like the dark spellcaster. Um, and then like the internet weirdo part of me picked Dash because like Dash is kind of cute and like. <laughs> You know, I fuck with Dash. So, <laughs> that, hey, listen, uh, that's a that's a fair answer. I think I think I actually I probably agree with you on Oldham though, because I remember when Oldham's art got spoiled. I was like, what? Like, I, I was like, that's got to be like some kind of like control. Like, we don't even yeah. know what Ice is going to do at this point. Um, I think, um, yeah. Also, Fi for whatever reason. I, now I talk a lot of smack Ooh, on sure. Fi, but like I saw Fi and I was like, Fire Ninja. That's pretty cool. Pretty and, sick. Um, and I think Leviah would have always um, kind of tickled my fancy. It's the tentacles. But, uh, <laughs> but you know, it, it, just like the kind of brutal hardcoreness of, of her. It's just kind of like that. I do enjoy that, that, that you don't really get from like Chain. I feel like Chain is like super like emo, goth, whatever. Um, yeah. And then, and then you look yeah. Leviah, like that's like badass. Like this is, this is really cool. Yeah, Chain is like the guy that'll try to tell you about some obscure emo band that you don't really care about. <laughs> where like Leviah is like, yeah, like she she's just ready to go, you know. Yes. Like she's just ready to fight whoever. Like you have to worry about like your cat around her, you know. Oh, yeah. Like, but, but like in a good way. Yeah, well, well, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, it's, it's not a... like a good way to worry about like Leviah. But... <laughs> yeah, no, but I 100 percent agree. Now, uh, the Swiss prophet himself, Capolo is hopping in here to ask how have you been liking and i guess this is for both of us but how have you been liking uprising for draft and cc so far how would you rank uprising draft in respect to other draft formats uh i'll defer to you on the cc i've tested very little cc mm -hmm. uh just because 
most of the road to nationals that were around here were draft. Um, so I really haven't had like the inclination to, but the, the draft is fine. Um, it's definitely worse than welcome to Wraith in my opinion. Um, but like, uh, and I didn't draft a ton of arcane rising and I've only done monarch sealed. So I guess I'm comparing this against welcome to Wraith tales and itself. Um, I think it's better than tales. Um, there's no like briar. That's like the de facto best deck, you know, mm-hmm. um, being worse than WTR isn't a bad thing. WTR might be the best draft I've ever done in any game, including like magic. Um, I think it WTR draft is that good. Um, but I think the draft of this is, is, is very fine. Yeah. What about you? What do you, where are you at on it? Do you guys get to do a lot of drafts up there? Yeah, I've, I've done a decent amount of drafts. I, I, I wish I, so it's like, it's like a shame, right? So I did a draft in Vegas of of uprising at the end on that sunday and it was a lot of fun uh and i mean we were also still all hype on 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 the set we're getting to play it and every draft i've done since has not been eight players (laughs) so it has been six seven nine i had an 11 on sunday like Uh. just like at, at an rtn and and i i can't really I guess use there's like use that fact against the draft. However, I will say this is a very challenging draft format. And I think uh, that does not mean it's a bad one. And I, I'm willing to say right now I am God awful at this draft format. I, I think I'm doing something smart and I'm just turn around. And I'm not. And I think that's okay because it makes me frustrated enough that like how I am, I want to learn more like, and like, kind of dig deeper and like god figure this out i need to figure out this puzzle and um personally um i would rank it it's hard to say i know you i actually really love tales draft especially post errata um and oh sure and um wtr is incredible wtr is one of those ones you're just like this is it's just like comfortable and like you can really just settle into a hero I think this three hero kind of design going forward is is like a really cool thing and 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 it does challenge the drafter a little bit more and uh, I'm excited to see where they go with it but I, I think Uprising's right around tails for me um and WTR it, it, it's kind of like on its own pedestal I think um but in terms of CC I I haven't played a ton outside of testing I've done a couple armories I, I do have a CC road to nets this weekend, which I will be bringing Leviah. Now, the wonderful thing, Arker. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I I do have the a new Dromai build built, but okay, I do not want to lose to Fi, and I think Leviah has a crazy good matchup against Fi. Not crazy good, but a good matchup. Playable, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, just like Deadwood Rumbler getting value by getting rid of their their um phoenix flame is just like feels oh, like sure amazing because it's like the, one of the best turn one things you can do against fi uh with with leviah but uh it feels like super wide open this is like what everybody everybody had been complaining for like uh, basically ever since i started this podcast that we've had like chain and briar and starvo and now we're in this spot where like 
God, it feels like you win with anything, which is like really cool, but also probably really frustrating for people who are testing. <laughs> yeah, like they're trying to like narrow down a deck for the pro tour, and you're like, all of these decks are fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't know. How do you think that looks when like uh, Prism gets Loving Legends out? I've heard some rumors that the format will go back to like being in a bad place. That like Prism is the the, the cornerstone of all of this. Do you think that's true? I don't. I don't believe that for a second. Prism can go kick rocks. I, I think I. <laughs> We're, we're going to get something that kind of does what Prism does, but not at the annoying level, right? And I think we're already seeing that with Dromai, right? Um, that Permanence that like you can actually interact with and not take your turn. Yeah, yeah Dromai, in, in my opinion, now this is very limited with my play uh, right now, but I would say that Dromai feels like a fixed version of, of Prism. And um, because... It doesn't feel like an auto lose if like you're on uh, like Oldham against Stromai or anything like that, right? You can still kind of, you know, you have these huge poppers you can just block with, you know. The it's not like um, the spectral shields, like in Prism, like these these little guys actually have uh, Phantasm. So yeah, you can interact with them or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's where I'm at with it. I don't think Prism's really the 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 glue holding this format together. Uh, I, I don't think it matters. I once, once prison goes, because it, that's at least my opinion. I, mean, I also just want her to be gone. <laughs> that's no, I want her to be gone too. Don't get me wrong. I don't, I don't think spectra is intuitive. Uh, mm -hmm. I have a couple of friends that are very big prism stands and like, uh, try to convince me how spectra makes logical sense to interact with. And it, it just doesn't like it's interaction with go again is so, counterintuitive to the rest of the way the game plays that it's like very unfun to play against yeah but yeah. uh she'll be gone maybe this road the national season uh she doesn't get really close? hot this road. she was at 880 like last week i think oh wow okay. so yeah so she could or like depending on how she does at the pro tour if she was the pro tour i'm pretty sure she's definitely done yeah yeah and we have some like battle hardens and stuff like that in the next couple of months as Ooh, well yeah. so i would say probably before dynasty we see her go um oh please yeah now uh speaking <laughs> of some drafts i do want to talk a little bit about cube because i know we both have a flesh and blood cube i yes. did an episode on it and you know, it was funny at pro tour new jersey me and some buds we we drafted my cube and then you and some of your 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 people were drafting at the same time and we're like we kind of like came up and like how'd it go it's like i don't know we gotta fix this fix that you know um Tell tell us about your your fab cube and like kind of your your take and like your theories on how it should be. Yeah, well, that's I'm glad we're talking about it because I am in between a lot of different ideas with my cube right now. Um, so I guess at the outset, my cube supports uh, Bravo Showstopper, uh, Katsu, Viserai, Dorinthia as the four heroes that it supports. Um, it's singleton cube, so. One of every card uh, and one of every stripe, and there's no power or rarity limit. So there are fables all the way down to like all the way down to commons. Obviously, um, I don't know if like Katsu is good. Um, I think like the text box on Katsu is basically blank in my cube, and that sucks. And so we've debated putting Phi in there, but Phi might just be too good into those other three <laughs> matchups. And like we, we tried to go talentless, which might just be an arbitrary like thing that isn't necessary to like isn't a necessary rule. Um, there's so many different ways. So I'm a big cube guy for magic. Um, I have friends that 
maintain several different cubes and are very involved in the cubing space. Um, so when I started playing Fab, I was like, you know what, the one thing, I'm going to be the cube guy for Columbus because we have a cube guy for Magic, and I value what he did. Um, so, like, uh, I don't know, because I actually made some notes on my cube from today when I was preparing for this, and, like, making a lot of things, because I've chosen the singleton route, there's a lot of design restrictions, mm. and I don't know if those are good or if they're... If, again, that's just like an arbitrary rule I'm following that's hurting me. So I'm curious to hear about like your thoughts too on like the way you approach like number of cards and card choice and all that kind of stuff. Because um, because I'm kind of lost on a couple of different things. So what I I'm at kind of a similar junction as you, right? And for those who don't know what a cube is, it's basically a curated uh, set of cards that you can draft. You you, you kind of shuffle them up there and 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 split them into 15 card packs and yada 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 now um i'm i'm in a singleton cube right one of each strip and 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 no power level um kind of restrictions my my heroes are viscerai azalea uh rhinar and dorinthia okay currently uh now i i found the 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 cube to be very fun and it's it's only gotten better with everfest with with new like support cards and, and stuff like yep. that it felt good to actually have to cut stuff out um and 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 make room for better stuff how many cards do you do you run in your cube the you 360 yeah the exact um however okay. yeah 360 um something i changed from initially initially i just kind of had the the equipment in there now i have the um 24 equipment that I shuffle up and distribute among all the uh, the packs. So there will okay. always be one equipment in the packs, and I I kind of like that because sometimes you get a you know, like before you would like open a pack and it would just be like like uh, <laughs> like scabskins uh, <laughs> tunic and and you know there's no carrying husk in it, but like that's just an example. And that is like weird. It was like very awkward. So I think kind of designing it so that you can do one equipment per slot. It's a little bit extra work, but I think it is worth it. Now, something I've been thinking about ever since Uprising came out, that we have three, two three-hero sets that I thought both drafted pretty well. Am I better off cutting a hero? Oh, man. And trying to make this cube a three-hero cube? Would that be easier and and or is there not enough cards right now or would i have to start doing more than singletons what do you think about that man that's a good question um i have wow so i'm currently to to give context to my answer i'm currently sitting at 451 cards oh wow and i'm struggling with yeah so like they're they're not there are 90 cards not in an eight person draft and i don't think that's good Mm -hmm. um I also just like I, I wish there was a good cube management tool for Flesh and Blood. Mm. Um, that would help me out a lot. Actually, one of the things that I would like to see somebody develop because I don't have the skills to do that. I would pay somebody probably at this point <laughs> is to make a cube development tool. Um, but man, the idea of cutting a whole class and going into three and you're not married to it, right? If you do it and it sucks, like you can always add the other thing back in. Uh, I like that a lot, and that would clear up. So I would cut Katsu like right now, and that would clear up sixty four cards from me so that's a lot of the way there um man i like that a lot actually like like why not at least try it um yeah 
Now, something else that I've been thinking because you mentioned staying away from talents. Uh, talents, talents are very interesting because it. I feel like if you add one talented hero, you have to at least put another yeah. of that same talent in, right? Because because you, you can't just have them have one generic pool, right? And right. It, but. But then I, I'm looking at Uprising. I'm like, how do they how, like, you know, it's it's working to the point where Icelander is getting like value, like decks that can come out of that draft. So I, I try to look at existing draft formats when I look at my own cube because and that's another reason I did uh, Singleton, because I think, th you know, that should be part of drafting and limited them's the breaks if you have to draft some yellows, you know. Like, yeah, I have right. to deal with really it. Really agree. Yeah. So what do you think about talents? So, yeah, I, the reason I didn't include them originally is much because of the same reason you did. I said, well, if I include one hero and don't include any other, it's very obvious what every talented card goes to. Mm -hmm. It feels like an un... I mean, and maybe you could put them under that hero in your, like, spreadsheet and count that as, like, that, that class's card. Um but I, I don't want to be in a position where like somebody new to the cube maybe doesn't get a rundown and they draft this like the shadow the shadow card and I don't know maybe that's not a realistic scenario because they're gonna know what heroes are supported going in. Um, I I think we're close enough to where we almost one or two more sets and we could have just like elemental cubes like you could do like an earth cube mm -hmm. where every earth hero's in or like an ice cube where every ice hero's in. And like that, that could be really fun um, to do it on its own. Uh, like, man, I really, man, I'm glad we talked about this because I, I don't get to, I don't have anybody else to talk to about this. So um, I struggle because my uh, my cube guy for Magic doesn't play Flesh and Blood, so he's no uh, idea. When I ask him for help, he's like, "Dude, I'm no help to you." Yeah. You know? um, <laughs> so I think one of the traps of that we'll run into if we follow, like, if we study how Fab does theirs, is that they seed their packs very like precisely yeah every pack like you do has an equipment but there is a there's always a generic and always an ice card in every pack i think mm -hmm. or um always out there's always an elemental or an ice card in like the first four cards um and there's always a draconic and so i'm not gonna do that for mine like i just took a I'm, it takes way too much time and b like i like like you said the kind of the chaos of draft and that like sometimes you have to play bad card um so I, I'm I'm a little nervous about following their lead with respect to that, yeah. but I think you might be right that we're on to a place where you could have talented heroes in your cube. Maybe go four talented heroes that over each overlap on a different hero. Um, but I don't I don't know. Part of me wants to at. make a like, and you're probably gonna love this. I want to make an Aria cube. Right, where okay. it's Oldham, Lexi, Briar, and then throw Starvo as a as a playable oh, hero. Sure. So if you don't get there with like well, I guess like I guess you can't even really do Oldham. So maybe you do uh Lexi, Briar, Icelander, Bravo Star of the Show, and and you kinda just let it let it battle out. Now, I mean, you would have to I think you would have to edit your Bravo star of the show as a lower a young hero because you can't have 40 with 40 health yeah, yeah. yeah with 30 cards is gonna be uh like really uh rough but you know you know these are just some like takes and theories and do you have any like idea of what would help support cubes like what they could print uh that would support cubes in the future 
I'd like to see them just reprint heroes mm-hmm. instead of like adding new heroes every set. Like, give me just reprint Azalea, mm. for example, and like give her cards. And this helps her. Like, this helps the, the weak hero in the game too, right? So like, just like print the hero again and make them the center of the set again. Like, rather than doing Bravo Star of the Show, like just do Bravo Showstopper again, and um, that would give us some more tools. A lot of the problem with cube at this stage is decks are very it's homogenous the, the word i'm looking for they all do the same thing mm-hmm. um like in classic constructed there are shades of differences between ways you can build heroes but not full-on like completely different ways you build your hero right mm-hmm. um so i would like to see different ways that like when you sit down across from a like prism has versatility they can be either heralds or uh auras right I would like to see that for other heroes too. And that would, I think help increase cube diversity. So when somebody sits down to draft the deck, they can go, Oh, can I draft this or I a or this or I B and be like, Hey, you can actually draft both. Mm-hmm. And like, maybe your deck won't be perfect. And maybe you'll screw the other this player. If you both pick this or I B, but that's the fun part about draft. Right. Um, so I, I think that would be really cool. Um, one thing that I'm thinking about doing that you've, you've made me think about the, the equipment is doing an equipment draft in between each pack. Um, so like take all the equipment out, you draft pack one and then pack one a everybody face up on the table is every piece of equipment and starting somewhere randomly determined people will go in clockwise, pick a piece of equipment in between pack two and pack three, you pick a piece of equipment and it go in the opposite way in between packs after pack three, pick a piece of equipment you pick the the maybe you do it again so that you could have the full suite you know that's that's really cool that's actually i I really enjoy that and then you know um something that you know i know you hit kind of like on how there's not really like archetypes right yeah like i i do disagree somewhat because i mean at least in my cube for reinar right you you always have access to club but you can draft claws right so So you can you can kind of create archetypes through the weapons. I find, um, you know, like uh, like Dreadbore versus Death Dealer, etc. You know, um, for Azalea. But you know, there does need to be kind of a little. I think once the card pool gets bigger, we will get different archetypes. Like there will be certain cards that that uh, like Azalea wants, right? Yes. That, that yes for a certain strategy but it will fall apart if you go commit to that strategy and then you don't get the the rest of what it wants to do and uh yeah yeah that, that's one thing that's tough in flesh and blood in general is kind of archetypes it's it always comes down to control mid-range and aggro um there's some combos and stuff like that but outside of that i'm not sure yeah no i i think so you make a good point about the weapons the weapons do change the gameplay a lot and i like having draftable weapons um, for your rune blade, do you have Rosetta Thorn as a draftable weapon in your cube? It is a draftable weapon, but it is not what comes with. It's not. Uh, it's not your Viscerai. token. It it it. Uh, what comes with Viscerize? Whoa! What is it? Nebula Blade. So Nebula Blade, you Same. can always yeah. have access to it. But if you see the Rosetta Thorn, you're on Viscerai. You take it, and you almost you probably want to hate draft it a lot of times too, <laughs> which is kind of fun. So we have Duskblade as as the is the viscerai weapon 
option. Oh, like, now do you, so the, the way that I've designed my equipment is every hero, if it's printed in as a card that's legal for them, there's one helm, one chest, one boots, one arms, and then one weapon. And like, if it's, a, if it's a weapon like Centauri sabers or like, uh, or like mandible claw, you get the second one when you draft it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, do you have like, say like Duskblade and Rosetta thorn, or do you just have like, or whatever, two of the weapons, or do you just have one weapon that's draftable? They're they're in there as draftable. Like I have tokens that people can use, right? And, right. And right. um, they're like each like it's all it's all whatever the if you had drafted them in its base set, what you would sure. be able Drew to use. Dawnblade, right? But I throw all the fun stuff. Like you know, there is uh, Dreadbore in the cube that you can draft for Azalea. There is a uh, Redliner. There is Dustblade. Okay, so you're not limited to just one extra draftable weapon. No, no, because I, gotcha, I also gotcha. assume you, you have to assume that two or three of them, uh, the people at the table, are going to be uh, on sure. Viscerai. Um, so, like, you know, they won't always. And Dustblade's really not that good draft anyway. But, um, but gotcha. it can be. It can be in cube. And um, yeah, that's that's where I'm at. I, I like kind of like sprinkling that in there. You know, like Centauri Savers is available for Dorinthia. Uh, so is the 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 axes, and you can draft spill blood. So that's like kind of cool. If like you see spill blood early, you're like, well, I'll yeah. snatch up the the axes later in the draft if I see them. And that's like kind of the benefit of like I keep it down to the exact number. Uh, we don't have any extra cards um, outside of the the cube that that are left out, so that every card will be drafted at some point. Yeah, yeah. That that's the thing that I definitely need to get lower on mine, and it because it hurts especially while having katsu in the cube it just like hurts consistency for decks that require consistency so i think i'm actually just gonna like column b is my katsu columns i'm just gonna delete column b as we sit here and talk look at that uh, get that out of there fuck that card (laughs) (laughs) yeah katsu sucks anyway you know i mean (laughs) you know i i just love talking about cube and i was so excited that you were you were coming on i just want to at least touch on it so you know that's uh, kind of sounds like where we're at and it's kind of fun because we both just like kind of work through our own cubes in our minds like as we talk to each other which is like yeah. really cool i don't even know if anybody's listening anymore it's just like okay like <laughs> let them do that maybe we'll we'll tune in for the the end here but um i just put in maybe special we should do a cube podcast oh, we should God. we start a cube podcast dude uh, is there enough content there i don't know no but we'll figure it out <laughs> <laughs> it would have to be like a monthly podcast like hey what yeah, are we doing right right yeah, I, I, we need probably like a couple more sets out. I think probably another two or three sets out um, to like really have like a, something to talk about for the cube. All right, this time next year, I'm gonna I'm gonna call you. And we're gonna yeah, do a set. We're, we're gonna we're do doing, a podcast. We're doing it. All yeah, right. you heard it here first, folks. Uh, now, a special segment here. Uh, I just wrote in the show notes. Uh, basically, Ohio sucks. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> like I don't. I didn't, I was I was gonna kind of riff on like uh, Ohio and you know. <laughs> Uh, but Ohio, I, I mean, it's, it, to me, it is the not the worst state. Connecticut's the worst state. Sorry to all the Connecticut people. I, I, it, New Northeasterners hate each other, man. Oh, I mean, you know, I, I love a lot of New England. Uh, you know, I, I deal with New York and New Yorkers generally. Upstate's beautiful, and the city can be fun. Pennsylvania, you know, I have a lot of roots there. But Connecticut, 
outside of your you know lobster roll i i, I don't care you know it's like the, you're dead to me <laughs> yeah like your traffic is awful and you know i'm just trying to get through you to go to boston and that's it oh but i've been in jersey that traffic can't it can't be worse than jersey city well jersey i mean that's a, i mean yeah yeah i mean I, I there's like this one highway in connecticut and and it, it goes through the like pretty much the whole state if you're ever going up to new england from from jersey and okay. And you you have to take it, and it it's like it's built like a country road, but it is a highway. And as soon as there's one accident, it is just backed up because there's Dead. no other options. And um, oh, yeah. I hate Connecticut. So so uh, I will say I am very proud to live in Ohio. I'm very uniquely <laughs> proud because there's nothing to be proud of here. Uh, like uh, we're a disaster politically. We're a disaster from businesses. We're a disaster from most of the people. Like, so we're like Iowa and that like, sometimes we get to decide presidential elections and we almost always choose wrong. And, um, <laughs> like, I don't know why people keep saying that we matter. We're basically just like a solid red state at this point. Um, but, um, I, I, but at the same time, it's like, I'm uniquely proud of it because like, and maybe only in the way that like someone from here could appreciate is like, we have our own culture, mm-hmm. but not in the same way that's identifiable. Like people from Jersey, you can tell are people from Jersey, Right. Like I have a generic Midwest accent. You have a New Jersey accent. Right. Like it's cool and like diverse. And like, whereas like I'm just this guy from the Rust Belt. (laughs) So, um, you know, I I don't know, man. I will say I can respect, you know, you know, being proud of where you come because like Jersey people are so proud. Like we're oh all God, so yeah, proud yeah. to be from New Jersey. You know, Bruce Springsteen comes on, I start crying. You know, it's like it is it is beyond. We are beyond proud of, to be here. And people like New Yorkers like look at like across the Hudson. They're like, "What is going on over there?" Like this, it's disgusting. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, uh, our housing prices were uh, lower than yours, but not anymore because you're all moving here. But you know. Uh, you know, they, I just wish New Yorkers would stay over there. You know, the the city's fun. I love I love New York, but yeah, but I understand like being proud of where you're from, regardless. Like, right. like don't like take the hits where we where we have like have them like, and Ohio. You know, I I get it. I could see being proud of of being from Ohio. However, I cannot see being proud of uh, coming from Connecticut. So. Um, you know, that's that's where we'll, we'll leave that. Um, I do want to thank you for coming on, Jordan. This was a, this was a blast. I, you know, I had a great time. Love love chatting with you. You know, you're good people, and 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 we're all you know. I think we're kindred spirits, and you know, that's what being a bud is all about. And that's why you're on this podcast. You bring the big buds energy, and that's what matters. Now, I want you to please plug all of your things, and um, yeah, yeah, no, so um. Like we've talked about a lot, uh, I'm Jordan. I'm part of Flush and Pod. We uh, are on everywhere podcasts are available, uh, including YouTube, because the Zoomers <laughs> make us put it on YouTube. And uh, but anywhere Apple, Spotify, any of your weird podcast apps, um, you can get them on there. Uh, well, I do that with my friend Logan and my wife Abby. Um, you can find me personally on Twitter at I'm Jerman. That's I M J O R M A N. That was my original A I M screen name when I was ten. And it's been here ever since. Um, so find me on there. I tweet a lot about sports. I tweet a lot about the stuff we've talked about today, flesh and blood, uh, Ohio politics, which are a literal disaster. Um, so, uh, you know, if you want to, if you want to partake in the doom with me, you can come on over to Twitter. Flesh and pot also has a discord um, where people are hanging out and vibing. 
uh, it is a very similar vibe to the Fresh and Buds Discord. So if you just like hanging out with Buds, which you do because you listen to this show, uh, I hope you come and I hope you come and check us out and hang out with us too. But even if you don't, like that's dope because you like Tommy, so you're a dope person <laughs> anyway. So, uh, but thanks for having me on. I mean, I had a lot of fun chatting. Cube is the greatest joy in my life, probably. So I know. we're gonna have to do we're gonna have to do that again, dude. I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm serious about the 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 Cube podcast. We're we're gonna make that happen. I can't wait. Now. Um, plug my stuff uh fresh and buds you're listening now but uh you know it, give it give it a rate on like itunes or spotify or whatever and, and and like it on youtube if you're listening there uh it helps it helps find you know us be um you know easy to find please go over and and listen to flesh and pod they're just like the the best people over there and um yeah and you can join the the discord the buds it's all in, in my link tree, Twitter, Fresh Buds Pod. You can email the show at freshbudspod at gmail.com. You know, nobody's ever actually emailed me. So someone, someone I think now is going to be the first person to email me on that, uh, that email. Now, I always like to end the show talking a little bit about food. I need you to tell me what the hell Skyline Chili is. <laughs> Dude, it's so good. If you come to if you come to SCG Columbus, I'll I'll buy you I'll buy you a three way. <laughs> oh um, god. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. And for lunch, we're gonna have something else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, uh, that's that's the unfortunately dumb joke about that place is like the three way is like the base item that you get. It's like the chili, the noodles, and then the um the cheese. But like when you're 16, it's hilarious to be yeah. like, you know. God forbid. I, I apologize to any fast food worker that served me when I was 16 and ate at that restaurant, <laughs> you know. Uh, but no, it's really good, actually. There's a very hot divide. Uh, once you get Columbus and up, there's a hot divide. So okay. um, people either love it or hate it. If you go further south in Columbus, it's basically God's nectar. Um, <laughs> but uh, regional people can differ. But if you come to Columbus, I'll, I'll, I'll buy you a three-way and uh, you can decide for yourself. Well, I, I like the sound of that. Um, I, I'm looking forward to it, my friend. Now, uh, yeah, uh, that that was the that was the show, and yeah, everybody have a good week.